The opinions expressed on the podcast by the host, co-hosts, guests, commenters, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions and responsibility of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Fresh Air Community Radio, Tom Bernard Network, or Minneapolis 911. Minneapolis 911, what's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back. Another week of Minneapolis 911. How you doing, Hesley Ray? I am pumped for this show. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm wearing a cleavage shirt today. I, I, That's how you know I'm you know serious you know I, about I, this I, podcast. I couldn't help but notice your cleavage. I know, <laughs> and I'm going to take a photo of it to post on our website usually, later. You don't, you don't usually so share cleavage. I don't. It's a very private thing to me, and today yeah. they're out for our guests. They are out. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. The my cleavage is out for our guest today. Do you want to say who that is, or should we just chat sure. first and like bring it up later as we no, lead we our people a, along? No, we have a, a guest that needs no introduction. David Cook is here David in the studio. David Cook. And uh, I'm a longtime friend of David Cook. Does um, he think that you're friends too, or do, do you just think that you're friends? No, we're friends. I'm going to ask been, him that question okay, later well, we, directly. When we, when we get to David, you can ask him that question. Okay. But, uh... I, we got so much to talk about. You see, we had we had a horrible a horrible week in Minneapolis. I have to tell you, there were three shootings within blocks of my place in Uptown on Saturday night, and yeah. it doesn't usually get to my area of Uptown. See, this is this is what it makes me so. I get so freaked out and mad about this thing that nobody in the whole He's state just thinks, gesticulating with his thinks, hands. thinks that downtown Minneapolis is not going to affect your neighborhood. Guess what? You are wrong. North side, downtown, the problem area spread. Disease spreads. Cancer spreads. Bad things spread. Faster than anything good you'll ever do. Bad things spread faster. This thing is going to spread. Until our city stops putting down MPD and the city council and the mayor take the handcuffs off of MPD and let them do a reasonable job. I'm not saying be abusive. I'm not saying... Profile. I'm saying, do do minor minor traffic stops. They mm-hmm. stop doing minor traffic stops, which I've the, been taking full advantage you know, of. Most other cities that do minor traffic stops, they end up catching a major felon. Yeah, with guns yeah, and, and about that. pounds yeah. of drugs. Mm-hmm. Start doing these traffic stops again. Heck, even I mean, cities right near here, close mm-hmm. to us, Chicago still does traffic stops. But yet, Minneapolis does no traffic stops. I still have to say, I will take advantage of that until I get. Remember arrested. when they used to have DUI <laughs> drug, drug uh, DUI checkpoints? Yeah. And you would see one, and you turn yeah. around. Like, what happened to those? I, like, <laughs> I don't where, think I ever turned around. I couldn't read at that but point. Where are those at? Where in are they? I didn't see any. Be careful! You know, you're gonna get triple fined this weekend because it's Fourth of July. In the None eyes, of that stuff. Where are they? Where are so they? So now it's a, it's acceptable to even drive drunk. But you're right though because now the disease spread to Uptown, which like oh, it's gonna keep I was kind of I was a little, um, I was not in Uptown when this happened, but it was within 
you know, a couple blocks I posted, of my house. I posted that story. I said, coming to your neighborhood soon. Oh, you <laughs> did it. It's coming to your and neighborhood soon. And this was soon. an interesting story because two of the victims of of the shooting are not cooperating with police. That, that's what made, you know what? That's what made me the most furious. This guy's been, one guy was shot in the armpit, the other guy was shot twice in the leg, but yet they won't tell the cops anything. Maybe he was embarrassed about his B.O. He what got shot ever. right in the armpit But they won't tell the, they won't tell the cops not one word. Yeah. Nothing. What does Zero. that tell you? Uh, it tells me bad things. Like gang related, they're scared. They're more scared to report well, these for guys. Some reason, for some reason, for the last three, maybe four generations, our, unfortunately, our black community has been taught never cooperate with the police. The police are your enemies. I was raised the opposite. I was raised police are your friends. I've, n- I've never had, oh, I take that back, one time I had a bad experience with the cop. He was rude to me. But most of the time, I've never had a... And look at me. Look at yeah, me. Yeah, you look, look like me. a horror show. I look like I'm a problem. Um, but so I've never had a problem with a cop. Seriously, though, this tells me Ever. logically... Never had my... This never. One of two things. One is that it's gang-related, and this the people who got shot are, like, teaming up now. They're going to get these other guys back you know what I mean? So they're like, oh, no, we listen, don't want them in jail. Listen. We want them out so we can shoot them back. Or, like, they're, they were friends or something, and they're like, it, listen, you know, Listen, it's, de- we, it's we definitely gang-related, and, and I'll tell you how. This is how bad things are. I ran into an old friend today, oh, yesterday. Was it David Cook? No. Oh, okay. I ran into an old friend, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to incriminate him in any way. I ran into an old friend yesterday who has worked the adult entertainment business in Minneapolis for a very long time. Did he ever work for Sheiks? I will not answer that question. <sighs> Did um, he ever work for Sheiks? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> um, so I ran into him and I said, you know, how's things going? He said, man, it is just horrible here. The and titty parts are getting saggier and saggier. No, actually, opposite. I said, what, what's wrong? He goes, he goes, back in the day when you used to hang out, because I used to hang out, at strip clubs, yeah. I could see you in there and yeah. like mm, pay like came, one dollar. When I first came, <laughs> <laughs> when I first came Keep to Minneapolis, skate. you know, I was, you know, that was eight years ago, mm-hmm. nine years ago, nine years ago. So I, you know, I'm frequent, you know, adult entertainment. Did you ever go to Sheiks? Did you ever go? Yeah. Oh, okay. My, that, my that best, place is one of my, nice. one of my, one of my favorite people I've ever met in Minneapolis, Bill Tisdale, was one of the people who ran Sheiks, and he passed away now, and. Was he smothered by giant boobs? And I loved Bill. Bill's one of my... How did he pass? Uh, long story, but I, I actually went... Bill ended up, you know, Rick's ended up buying Sheiks, and then Bill was sent all over the country opening up Rick's. And I went with I went with Bill to Vegas to open up Rick's in Vegas. Aww. And I spent a couple of months with him out there. Rick, Bill was just an awesome guy. So anyway, let me get back to my story. Okay, sorry. So I run into this guy. and I said, you know, why? what's the difference? He goes, well, back when you hung out, the average age of a girl working here was 24 to 26. And they were paying for their way through college. So now they're 18 and they, they're not paying their way through anything. Their pimp's taking all their money or their pimp's their baby's daddy. Or they're hooked on drugs. Oh, no. They're all hooked on drugs. Oh, okay. So even though the clubs don't tolerate drugs, they're still drug addicts. They just do it before they get to the club. So it's sad. You know, it's it's where we are in, in America and in Minneapolis. And, and people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to 
go there, but I'm going there. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to go there. All right, so we've got other stories today. Obviously, we want to get, like, the meat and potatoes of the show is always the 911 calls, but I feel like this today is going to be more on David Cook. Can you give a, before we get into that segment, can you give a tiny background of David Cook for people who well, might I'm not know Well, I'm going to let him? David Cook give his background. I first ran into David Cook the first year I was here, and David Cook at the time was running two mainstay staple places in downtown Minneapolis, Bel Note and Seven Steak and Sushi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the first time I ever met the guy, we just instantly connected and been friends ever since. And Soulmates? Like, are you close enough to share a necklace, like a heart in, ripped in half, or <laughs> is it like a step away from that? How deep? I'll call us brothers from a different mother. Oh, that's um, sweet. But yeah, we we connected pretty quickly, and you know, I've been friends with his whole family. I know everybody in his family, and. Mm-hmm. So we are going to come back then yeah. to David. Co- We're not going to break right now. After our break, but, yeah, but that's later because yeah, we have yeah. other things to cover first. Tell me about the other horrible things happening. Let's start with, like, you well, know, was, all your creepy Star Tribune well, sent, stories I, I and sent your you, cheaters. I, I sent you a story on the stabbings in Northside. All right, let me pull this so up you should have You should have those. Well, the one thing that's, that I want to I give a warning out, public, a public uh, announcement. You know, we're so far ahead of people dying in the water for boating right now this season. Uh, it's one of our deadliest so far in history. We already have nine people dead. Boating? Boating in Lake Minnetonka and all the Are lakes. Are they drinking? Is that why or what? No, I can't say that. I'm not to... Well, what like what are the stories? They well, just they're like cra- whoops. crash. Like today, there was okay. one. I have a nine one one call from today. A, a canoe tipped over in Lake Minnetonka. They had to call nine one one. So apparently, them people were drunk because mm. <laughs> it's not that hard to get out of a canoe. Well, I'm not laughing. I mean, it depends. Like I'm not laughing because the people might be dead, but I'm just saying it's not that hard to get out of a canoe. And if you have a life jacket on, you think you'd be, you know, feel okay in a it canoe. It depends on how coordinated you are. I like would be a perfect candidate to drown in very shallow water just because I'm very not coordinated. Well, we, It'd be hard for me all, to get out of a We all know canoe. that because <laughs> you have all that cleavage. It's really hard for me well, to stand float, upright. You've got flotation devices, man. You should be floating around. Oddly, they do not float. They don't? No, they are like Seriously? They sink me right to the bottom and my spine is all crooked now. Are they like so the old problems. the old day, the old time implants? They are. Like, they're like the very first ones. They used like cotton. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was stones. You touch them and but you what break the, your what finger. What were the very first implants made? They were something really hard. I don't know what they are. Mine are silicone. No, I touched one one time. They were like a rock. Yeah. They were like touching rocks. Mine are very um, realistic. My Everyone who's touched them has told me that, just so you know. I'm not offering for anyone to grab them, but I am saying they feel really good, and they're silicone. So, hey, did you see they passed the $15 minimum wage thing? <gasps> no. Yeah, you didn't see that? Uh-uh. You were out of town. Yeah, I was up in Duluth. So Minneapolis has passed the fifteen dollar minimum wage. It will go in increments throughout the years. Uh, companies under so many employees will be the last affected, and they'll slowly grind up to where everybody's fifteen dollars an hour. Everybody in the in the restaurant bar industry says it's the death of the industry in the city of Minneapolis. 
Um, I think what will happen is the mom and pops will all take the brunt hit and probably close and the big national corpse chains will stay in business. Um, we'll get David Cook's opinion on that when we have I him on. I think it's terrible myself well, and I'm not put, a listen, business owner. It, listen, it would have been okay if they were to give that tip, tip credit. Right. But without giving the tip credit and you have to pay every bartender $15 an hour plus their tips, uh, it's getting tough. And, and, and here's, listen, I know the industry pretty well for an outsider that just doesn't work in the industry. I know most of the back of the houses are already illegal aliens. That's just going to triple, just, just double, that's going to be like everybody in the back of the house is going to be mm-hmm. illegal aliens because nobody wants to, nobody can afford to pay. That industry doesn't have that bigger profit margins. Paying $15 an hour to everybody in the house, including your hostess, you're out of business. It's true. And I think that the hierarchy of the way the tips work in that industry was working well. And so for people to come in and and do I like I know a lot of people who work in that industry who don't want the fifteen dollars an hour. Of course like, not. Listen, they, it's a guy them. a guy that's been a sous chef for fifteen years makes twenty bucks an hour. Now some eighth grade dropout comes in as a as a bar back and he's getting five bucks less. Yeah, it's something's crazy. wrong, man. It doesn't do you make want sense. me to to go over this North Side stabbing? Yes, yes, okay, yes. So this is WCCO. Minneapolis police say a man was arrested following a fatal overnight stabbing on the city's north side. The Minneapolis Police Department says the stabbing happened around 12.20 a.m. Sunday on the 1900 block of Newton Avenue North. The victim suffered multiple stab wounds and emergency responders pronounced him dead at the scene. Police say officers arrested a man who was known to the victim. He was suffering non-life-threatening injuries and was brought to a hospital for treatment. The names of the victim and the arrested man have yet to be released. Police say they'll interview and book the arrested man into jail after he gets out of the hospital. The stabbing remains under investigation. So I'm hearing, you know, of course, you know, I listen to 911 Dispatch. I know that you're creepy, and when you're at home, you never (laughs) stop listening to it, looking out of your window and peering at the But I'm hearing a lot more stabbings. Mm-hmm. A lot more. So stabbings, shootings, girls fighting in the street. Oh, the, oh, the, gr- no, 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 no. the female crime is going to the roof. I, one of our 911 calls tonight is a, is a robbery from a, 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 ma- a female robbing somebody. The female crime is going up. Females are committing more crimes. That's odd. But it's true. Do you think it's just the environment? Is No, I think the men are making them do it. Oh, pfft. Get out there, woman. I'm I want I want five dollars from the quick trip. No, I'm, I think that's that's what's happening. Well, all right, we will talk more about your theories behind it. I think that it's probably the environment, you know, altogether. I mean, have, you maybe can't... maybe they have babies to feed and nobody's giving them money. You're sort of like gender. Oh, you know what? Let's you know what? Let's hold on before we go to break. Speaking of fifteen dollar minimum wage, somebody on complete Hennepin County welfare, if you figure it all out, they make nineteen dollars an hour. Nice. We will be right, right we'll back, be back with more of Minneapolis 911. I am Hesley Ray with LA Nick, and our 911 calls and David Cook are coming after the break. This is Minneapolis911.com.
You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. On the air with Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the Rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage from IAMS equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Gotta move? We sell moving supplies to help it go smoother. Simply Self Storage. We sell boxes and packing supplies. Find us at simplyss.com. Find out how to get 50% off your first full month. Simply Self Storage. You definitely chose the right place. Look down the street. It's a car. It's, it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. And we're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm Melanie Nick with my co-host Tessie Ray and our special guest David Cooks in the house. We are shaking with anticipation over this because David Cook has so much knowledge of no, the da- city. No, listen, David Cook has a lot of knowledge, not only of David Cook, but of the he city has of knowledge Mi- of himself. The city of Minneapolis. He's been. He, he knows a lot about this city. He does. How you doing, David? I'm doing well, thank you, Nick. How about yourself? I'm good. Good to see you, brother. It's good to see you. He's got a nice, good radio voice. Oh, he has the radio voice. He could be Tom Bernard. He, he <laughs> could be. I don't know about that. So, for people who do not know you, David, mm-hmm. can you give your your quick background? Like, who is David? Why do you you know? What's your story? I'm a simple kid from St. Paul that uh, loved the nightclub uh, industry when I was young. I used to go to a place. That is now called First Avenue, but back in the day it was called it was called uh, Uncle Sam's. And every Sunday night we went there, and two thousand people would pack in, and you got inside there, and it was it was incredible. It was the bomb to uh, to to simply be honest, uh, because they had pyrotechnics in there. I remember Whoa. the first time I was in oh, there, they too. had a great big me bomb too. that went off. Boom, and I scared that. that. That's how I grew up too. Pyrotechnics you know in every club. Yep, that yep. was awesome. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was just an incredibly beautiful place. That was and, a great uh, time to be around. Yep, it was. You know, made you feel good. People felt good. Music was good. That's uh, that's what made me uh, want to go into this industry. So then you did and mm-hmm. and ran successfully seven. And what else? What was the other venue? Well, it started. It started with the infamous South Beach. Okay. So as I listen to what you say, you're really talking about something that's come full circle. Uh, you know. 
nothing has really changed with uh, crime per se in in uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis has been this way since the uh, mid 90s. When I first opened up, there were four officers for the entire downtown. Yet we were paying 40% of all the taxes in the entire city. So they finally opened up the first precinct, which wasn't on 4th Street. It was in another area a um, long time ago, so I can't remember. But a long story short is they finally had more and more officers. And I guess I'm kind of the reason why they closed down 1st Avenue because in uh, the late 1997, a gentleman who was in, in jail two days before he got out walked into uh, my nightclub after a Viking game when they went, uh, you know, that year, I think they were 16 and one or 15 and two, something like that. And uh, they were celebrating uh, a win and a young man from Arizona was in there and a guy came in and he started shooting people. And this young man happened to stand up in the middle of this and unfortunately was shot in the head and killed. Jeez. So so that, that was at South Beach, correct? It, it was. Um, and South Beach was a very, very famous place. It was the Studio 54 of Minneapolis uh, at the time. We so had one, one shooting and they closed it? No, they didn't close me. Oh, they didn't close it? No, uh-uh. It was, it was by far too popular. Too, too many people came out in support of us. Uh, large corporations, 3M, McDonald's, uh, you know, General Mills, uh, the Target Corporation, everybody you could think of sent somebody in there to support us. Uh, Denny Green at the time told the Viking players not to come. They boycotted him. They were all inside there. Uh, you had Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss, uh, John Randall, Eddie Mac McDaniel, Mitch Berger, uh, uh, Corey Stringer, uh, God bless his soul, uh, all kinds of people. It was, uh, it was a wonderful time. I remember, because at that time I was still in high school, I remember friends and I coming downtown and, like, looking at the line outside of South Beach. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, oh, wouldn't dreaming. that be so cool? Wishing. Yeah, just dreaming. Like, like, <laughs> wow. like salivating. Wish we could like, go in there. Wish, wish I could even get close to the line of that place. Yeah, it was. I mean, if you're you, correct. If you, if it you was had, Studio if you had, 54. If you had those at the time, they might have let you in. They may have <laughs> if I had a good fake ID. And I, Yeah, that was way before I got these you had babies. had that rack. They might let you in. I know. I can't tell you enough how glad I am I invested in my body in this way <laughs> so anyway back to you david <laughs> yes mm -hmm. so you ran these establishments you're saying crime you don't in your opinion it has not gotten worse what do you think has changed then since the since the time i mean because you say crime was still as rampant like what's different now i think all things are cyclical um i spent some time in los angeles and Got to know some people that were in a little bit north of L.A., and uh, they were part of uh, this Boca Chica Chica blood group, which distributed the heroin in Minneapolis. They brought it literally through Chicago and back up yep. into to the Twin Cities, which is one of the largest heroin capitals, uh, from what I understand, in the uh, U.S., according to this young lady that I was talking well, Minneap to. Minneapolis is. Yeah. We're a hub. It, it, we're one of the biggest it, hubs in, in America. It's just incredible. So It's true, though. Um, you know, it's a sad thing, and that's literally what I think what goes on. And there's not uh, enough, uh, I, I believe, police knowledge of what goes on because these are hardworking people, the officers of downtown and, and just 
Minneapolis as a whole. And trying to figure out what goes on is very difficult. I'm listening to you talk about uh, people aren't uh, talking to the police. Well, you know what? That's been going on across the United States forever. When I opened up South Beach, obviously, you know, I was down in South Miami and, and, and bringing the club scene back here to Minneapolis. And, and uh, there, you know, I used to talk to the officers. And there were parts of Miami where, you know, the guy who shot the guy would be standing right on top of him. And the police would come <laughs> and say, what happened? And they'd say, nothing. And <laughs> well, you got to remember. They'd, they'd, they'd go crazy. you got to remember, Sorry. cocaine built the skylines of Miami. Well, so yeah, they let yeah, a lot of yeah, things slide. Yeah, but this, this, was, this was, you know, even past that, that point, Nick, this, this was just uh, a very, very, uh, you know, tumultuous time in South Florida. And uh, it's just something that's gone on, I think, in every city. We're, we're sitting here talking about Minneapolis. I was out to dinner last night, and they're telling me that uh, they're talking about bringing in the, uh, uh, the armed forces or whatever uh, it is in Chicago because of all the killings they've got there. Yeah, they're going to bring wow. the National Guard in. Yeah, yeah. so. So I, two questions then. One is, did you, Nick, did you not say that the drug task force was dismantled? Yeah, we don't have a drug task force. Okay, and then we, two, we We do, we do. We actually don't officially, but we do. We have like three cops that look at that, and we have Hennepin County, which has a drug task force. But the city of Minneapolis MPD does not. They also do not have a gang task force because they were both dis- dismantled for for uh, corruption because they were dealing drugs. And oh, cool, so. nice. And then the other question that I have that like I I don't know a lot about heroin. I've you know I've never been introduced to it myself. Um, but I do know that people can be on heroin pretty much undetected, right? And be looking like really functional people. Oh, there's like, a lot of functional say, addicts, yes. Wasn't there one at seven even who you said was like really like beautiful girl? And well, that wasn't died? seven. That was, that was at Mona. Oh, okay. A bartender at Mona passed away. Oh, do heroin? You would never think she was a heroin addict. She right. Was work. Uh, the bar Mona was in the 333 building. Oh, okay. Now, I thought you were talking about seven here for a no. second. So we want we, well, we want to get back on track. Oh, no. So what was what what, what was we got to go to break in three minutes? But what 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 was the what happened to South Beach? And then we'll go on to the next chapter after we get back from break. Oh, you know, South Beach was a a very very famous place. Uh, you know, we had every major star, athlete, actor, uh, business person. They would all come there, and, uh, you know, it got to a point where people wanted to be like me. So I said, you know what, I better sell it while I can make a, a nice profit. I did, and I built a Scape Ultra Lounge, which uh, was ahead of its time. Uh, I wasn't here for the back, Escape. Yeah, back I in 2003. Oh, it, was a, it was a great place. What was place. the location of Escape? It was, uh, it was in Block E. It was on the second floor. It was 12,300 uh, square feet, and uh, it was quite the place. It's a big place. I do. Yeah. Thirty-three Green yeah. room. I, listen, I had uh, uh, professional uh, football agents uh, trying to do contracts with Lawrence Malone, uh, Maloney uh, up in a green room that we had there. So yeah, it was. It, it, you know, R. Kelly did a full concert uh, for me for five thousand after doing one across the street I've for two hundred fifty thousand. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. There were a lot of people. I like heard about that. the R. Kelly thing. Yeah. So I, we. Got, I think we got to go to break. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. With we will be back s- with more David Cook and this week's 911 call, so stay with us. There is a lot more to come, and you're going to want to hear it. Minneapolis911.com. Oh,
because I'm a crazy beast and I always make it backstage. You motherfuckers having a good time! Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? That's Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Buyswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton. Welcome to The Exchange. The Exchange. Featuring two full-surface bars, a dance floor, exclusive VIP seating. The Exchange. Immerse yourself in the underground oasis with the Twin Cities' sexiest people. The Exchange. A swanky cocktail lounge for grown-ups of stunning beauty. And the most state-of-the-art sound and light equipment available anywhere in North America. The first Function One Evo sound system. Light sound and music perfection. Elevate your club experience at the Exchange. Exchange Nightclub, 10 South 5th Street, Lumber Exchange Building, downtown Minneapolis. The Exchange, your premier nightlife destination. This is Bob Sansevier, and I would like to invite all Minneapolis 911 listeners to also listen to The BS Show. We have new shows every Monday through Friday. We offer a great lineup of guests as well as entertainment, information, and a lot of fun. You can check out The BS Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or at our website at thebsshow.net. It's about higher standards. It's about lower prices. It's about time. A car dealer treats you the way you want to be treated. Welcome to Star Auto and Truck Sales in Ramsey, 7009 West Highway 10. At Star Auto and Truck Sales, it's about never having a dissatisfied customer. The star philosophy means taking care of you before and after the sale. Higher standards, lower prices, and value start at Star Auto and Truck Sales. Use keyword star on the station's website for more details or at starautoandtrucksales.com. And we're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm Nelly Nick with my co-host Hesse Ray, and we have David Cook in the house. And uh, you know, I want to—I got so many questions that I want to ask David, and uh, I don't even know where to begin. So, South Beach ended, then you opened up Escape. And escape eventually ended in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And then was Bellinote and Seven right after that? No, I had Bellinote and Escape at the same time. Uh, when the Timberwolves went to the Western Conference Finals, uh, you couldn't get into either place. So I, I actually got into Bellinote twice. And uh, right when I got here, because it, it, it closed shortly after I got here, Denny Hecker went to got rest it and then it was the end of that um but i did go to to, to belnote twice and i thought it was an amazing place and uh had a really good time there and fit right in and got a lot of attention there and it was like seen and be seen place which you know i like and uh who exactly let you in two <laughs> times the people he paid <laughs> i didn't pay nobody there it's like hey come on in rockstar and that was that but i had a really good time at belnote i was my first week in town 
Mm-hmm. Like it was only open like the first week I was in town, and then Hecker got went to jail. Yeah, but that's not why it closed. I know that. I know that. But uh, why did it close? There's some people that uh, he, Mr. Hecker, got involved with, um, who now have uh, a number of other restaurants uh, around town, uh, who made it look a little bit like Bellinote, uh, using some uh, designs that I uh, created. I don't know if they took them or the architect sold it to him, but nonetheless, uh, he got involved with them. I, I think his financial woes uh, had him kind of connect with these other guys because uh, one of the one of my partners was also in the auto industry on the online business, and they had an online platform, and and he wanted to be a part of it and needed it so he figured maybe these guys would uh, help him uh, because he was really hurting for cash and I didn't know what he'd tell me he was a very honest man when it came to me so he would you know he'd say you think you got problems I'm I'm, I'm big in foreign debt so let, let me ask you do you like Denny uh you know I, I can't say that I I uh I I do or I don't I, all I, I can say is that uh he he's always been uh, an extremely honest person with me in when it comes to certain things, and then he's done other things that are really stupid, like making people write bogus, uh, you know, comments about, uh, you know, things that were going on at Seven, and he never even had any real ownership in Seven. Uh, so that's wait, why he's not involved. Was Hecker an investor in Bellanote, or how he, is he? Connected? He was. He he okay. bought out, uh, a, you know, a majority of the minor shareholders. Okay. Yeah, that's the he. You know, he he wanted to be a partner in Seven, but. He said, first, I want to, you know, clean up uh, Bellinote and get rid of these minor shareholders and, you know, be a part uh-huh. of it. And so have you talked to Denny Hecker since he's been? No, huh? Not, no contact at all? In the beginning, he had uh, called and he needed some help uh, for his, uh, uh, I think now, ex-wife, um, number two or three or four, I, I don't know. I yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. So, One uh, of the Mrs. Do you know uh, he's actually getting out in the next six months? Yeah, well, that's what they say. I heard September. If he can stay off his phone. I heard September. No, but he does have a problem with that. <laughs> I heard he might be getting out in September. Mm-hmm. So Everybody I, hide your money. So <laughs> Hecker's getting out in September. Everybody knows that I was a staple at seven. Um, seven. Was? <laughs> so seven, seven, yeah. seven's my spot. I mean, it, it, I'm comfortable sitting at that spot that you built, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, every, every time I say I'm going to go somewhere else, I'm just comfortable at that spot, mm-hmm. sitting in that chair at that bar with the people that you hired. And it's his cheers. All still the same people. Okay, but let's so, get so, moving with what happened. With seven, because I'm dying to know. Well, I don't even know, like, half the... You just said there was a controversy. Get to it. Okay, relax. Okay, sorry. I was having a panic attack. Put those attack. things away and relax. Put my boobs away and relax. Okay, I'm trying. We're going to let David tell the story. I I only was a, a customer there. I did see a lot, because I sat in the same chair for five days a week. So He also I, had a glass that he would put know, against the door and I listen know, to your private I know, meetings. I know a lot. Um... I do know that I've always said when things, when the shit hit the fan, I always told everybody, and nobody can ever say I never said this, I always said, don't underestimate David Cook because he'll pull something out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Nick, you're a very bright man. 
That's why I've always got along with you. <laughs> so, so magician David here, Cook let, pulling things out of thin air. Tell us what happened. Yeah, I, look, I want to know. I want to know how many how many shareholders were at seven with you. Who was who? Who? What happened? What? What? what why did it go bad? What? There were nine shareholders, and it really wasn't going bad. As a matter of fact, nine. yes, yep, minor shareholders. Uh, each one owned a brick. Is that including you? No. Okay, so nine plus you. Yes. Okay. Uh, my wife uh, owned seventy-two percent of seven. Uh, after we reorganized in two thousand eight, like many other businesses in downtown, a lot of them left. I mean. Major, major chains had to leave. Uh, Palomino, which is Crave now, is is gone. Uh, I like Palomino a lot, y- too. Y- you have uh, Ocean Air that uh, uh, went bankrupt. You have uh, McCormick and Schmeck that went bankrupt. They were all bought you know, by Landry's. Uh, yep. There's other ones that were TGI purchased by the town. Fridays, yeah. if oh, you want to go the, with a regular restaurant. Red, Red, Red Lobster, uh, <laughs> you know, which was a Darden company, which had great service. Uh, you you had a lot of people that went went under. You had uh, uh, one of the uh, main steakhouses nationwide that went under. That uh, was in that uh, little basement downtown Minneapolis over there in the Gavaday. Um, what well, was Martin's? Martin's, yeah. Yeah, and uh, forgot about them. Yeah, it was a good there place were there too. was there was a lot of other places. I mean, Martin's you know, Cap, Capital Grill was uh, purchased by Darden, and you know, uh, there was a lot of changes in the hospitality industry. So then, so it, it bled onto seven, and we we actually uh, we went uh, and we reorganized, and I but can you, remember you weathered the storm for a long time. Yeah, I can remember the judge uh, when we when we uh, filed for reorganization, the judge saying, uh, "You know what's going on here? It's like showing up to a fight, but only one fighter showed up." And, and and that was me because everybody wanted me to continue on because they were doing very well. They always had made a lot of money. And, you know, I've been in the business for 15 years, and they knew that if uh, we re- reorganized that they were going to come out ahead, and that's exactly what happened. We just blew up, and um, we were very successful, uh, you know. But it got to a time where people wanted to, you know, be out and wanted to have seven sold and and we said okay you know it's time for us and we wanted to go on and do some other things as well and we're looking at other places and uh, long story short once we got to that point you know and we had it sold to the people who actually own it now which is quite amazing um, that uh, that took place in May of 2016 in October of 2016 it was uh, it was purchased by the uh, main person or one of the main people that was looking to buy it back in May. Who can you say who that is? Yeah, I choose I choose not to, and I, I think you shouldn't either, Nick. Okay. Uh, just for for their sake, uh, you know, I don't uh, I don't want to do anything that would be malicious to them at this point because there's a lot that still is going on and uh, you know I may have to call them uh, into the courtroom and at you know, one it, point. It, 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 this is, this for me and David knows this 
I'm close friends with everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Oh right. yeah, One you know. As a matter of fact, uh, story, though, Nick, you 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 and I used to argue. You used to tell me, "Oh no, it's just uh, this one person." Oh, Ken. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, Ken, Ken. You're talking about it's Ken's Ken. Yeah. Oh no, it's just Ken. It's Ken. I said, "No, Nick, it's not just but Ken. No, Trust me." No, no. But you were wrong at the time. No, I was right. No, you weren't. Oh, was I? You were wrong at the well, time. You better, you better go down to the courthouse and get the depositions in, brother. You were wrong at the time. Because I'm not wrong. I did not know the other party at that time. I recently got to know the other party. Oh, but you said to me there was only one person involved. Right, and that's all I knew who was involved. Well, yeah, but what I used to tell you is, Nick, listen to me. I'm telling you, brother, and you go, no, no, I know. And I'm saying, Nick, you don't know. Trust me. That but, but it, like it, it was always tough for me because they're both really close friends. I mean, I consider them both close friends. So to me, it was, you know, it was. Ken it, and David Cook. Yes, it was can, tough But for in me. this third party that we're not mentioning you well, also I know, feel I, like you're I, friends with I, I didn't know him at the time so okay I, so what like i am having trouble keeping track of okay this. so here, what happened yeah. like tell talk us about exactly the minority shareholders and well happened. you know they they we got done with the purchase agreement uh it, it was signed uh, you know they've got uh, a 45 day out uh they went to dinner at at seven set up a room uh then all the minority shareholders got together and were perched down below. I got there late, told them I couldn't be there, and and they're all walking past them and and going in and and uh, bothering them and and trying to have private meetings. And one of the shareholders took uh, one of the guys that uh, was involved in a purchase up into our ultra lounge and had a an hour meeting with them. And they were basically saying we can get this cheaper for you. Uh, you know, tell them you can't buy it. So. Next day, I got a call, and they said uh, the bank wasn't uh, uh, the bank uh, wasn't going to finance the uh, the deal, which uh, isn't the truth. But nonetheless, I said, "Fine, thank you very much," and and we went on our way. And then, uh, you know, I couldn't figure out why things were going out of control, and everything was costing so much money. Why they were not making sure labor was under control? Why they were making sure that cost of goods weren't under control? And used to have some tough tough days and the bottom line is after figuring it out they they were just trying to run the business into the ground so that they could get these guys to buy it so was this like a ho- a hostile takeover sort of was that i mean yeah the only this happened in this happened in the east coast too same story a guy went through the same thing yes uh it, it was uh what they got was called a TRO ex parte and they used an attorney who had to leave the the leave their uh um what's the word I'm looking for he could no longer be their uh their legal um person in this case because he had a serious conflict of interest he represented one of the minority shareholders and one of the owners of of seven right now had a business that sold ATM machines and and they did processing and uh, two of them also used the same attorney that they used to get this what was called a TRO ex parte uh, the day before we were going to take care of all these bills and get things done and even some of these guys were going to be offered money to be bought out which is what they wanted and I just said okay I followed the rules and uh we never got our 10-day hearing, hmm. and I don't know why. Got it. Okay. So, uh, so 
I, I would call it more hijacking than uh, hostile takeover. It's kind of hijacked. Yeah, it well, sounds dirty. Yeah. It sounds like well, dirty the minority share, it, it was hostily taken over. I, the I minor, would say the minority shareholders were hostile. The yeah, the the attorney was hostile. All right, well, we'll, All right, be, we'll back be back with the more nine one one calls, more David Cook after the break. Keep listening because it gets even better. Minneapolis nine one one dot com. Your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? Oh, I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. A unique and inspiring dining choice. That's Bank Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building, it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Featuring modern American dining, where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience. A four-star surrounding with a casual price. Whether it's a power lunch, lunch with your girls, or a romantic dinner, Bank Restaurant is a lively and effervescent new way to dine at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis, where four stars meets casual dining. And we're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm Ellen Nick with my co-host, Hesse Ray, and we have David Cook in the studio. Still, he didn't leave. He's no. still here. <laughs> <laughs> he surprised I never run us from anything. So I I want to thank David Cook for being on the show again. I mean, you're in the middle of sounds like a lot of legal proceeds, and you know you you're taking a chance by coming out here speaking your mind. Is there anything that you wanted to express as a part of this? I mean, is there something that, like dirty in the waters in the Minneapolis business industry altogether? Like you know, I guess I'm wondering what. Not only your take on your situation, but how that affects, you know, Minneapolis proper. I want to know what you think about the $15 minimum wage thing in the restaurant business. Well, you know, I think that will all work itself out. It'll take time, but at the end of the day, you're going to find people that really want to work for $25, $30 an hour versus these guys that come in and and hijack your, your, uh, your tables and say that they're their call tables. And, you know, I, I had a fight with my staff and tell them, get out from behind the, uh, the screen when they'd go to open table, which is your booking, your reservation system. And they would put in, this is my table. Well, no, it's not your table. Uh, and, and that's how they would make their, you know. Right. That's how they get their money. Yeah, exactly. That's how they would get their uh, sections bigger and more people to come in. And you know, they'd walk out with sometimes a couple thousand dollars. Hmm. 
I'm in so the wrong I business. wouldn't want I wouldn't want to be you know making fifteen dollars an hour either if if that was going to jeopardize how much I was going to make at the end of the day. Right. Okay. So back to your story then. Mm-hmm. So I, I want I want to ask David a couple. So I get you know I I have defended you a million times to to people who know nothing about you, and you have done the same to me. People who don't know you are the people who talk the loudest. Um, pe- uh, people who you know talk shit about me have never met me so i i get all that except and, uh, for me like uh, except I talk, for you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh you know a couple of things i want to i want to clear up i have heard many times you know it, 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 when you were still running seven that you were doing drugs and i'm like david doesn't do drugs mm-hmm. and i said it a million times you know i want to hear your explanation because people said oh i've seen him i've seen him you know at, at seven working <laughs> on drugs i'm like no you did. I'm sorry it's, it's funny but yeah. yeah it's funny but i i you know i i've told people my 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 thought on it what kind of drugs because if it's weed i don't really think that's a drug <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a weed she's a pothead so <laughs> not a pothead anyway yeah. sorry go ahead mm-hmm. no actually uh i had a number of uh Things that went wrong. I had surgery on my left knee. I've got a torn rotator cuff in the left arm. That they, that uh, I actually saw Doctor Bus, who does all the twins, Vikings, and uh, he said that there was too much atrophy in a muscle to attach the the tendon or whatever it is in in the rotator uh, portion of your shoulder. Uh, I have spondylosis of the spine. So stenosis means that as you grow older, your spine grows thinner, and all my vertebrates are just stacked on each other. And I have uh, two broken vertebrates, and I have three herniated discs, two bulging discs, and they have basically said, there's really not much we can do for you until you get to the point of where you're either defecating or urinating on yourself. You just have to live with this. Uh. So they had sent me to a pain clinic, and uh, actually I didn't like it because, uh, you know, they're talking about uh, Prince uh, dying because of fentanyl. Well, they had me on 100 milligrams of fentanyl every other day. That's as strong as you can get. That's that's just part of it. Uh, they had Lyrica, Methacarbonol, uh, uh, Oxycodone, Oxycontin, and you, that's, I mean, yeah, they said it's where you got to live. That's on heroin. That's, uh, that's on heroin. Yeah, I said, you know what? I'd rather deal with the pain. And I started getting shots over at the Mayo Clinic, and they did real good. Uh, uh, last shot didn't go off too good because I had pneumonia uh, a couple times in a row, and and I had the shot in between that, so it really kind of set the knee off. But uh, no, doing drugs was their way of trying to make an excuse for me and and what I had uh, going on. That's just one of the ways that they could try and and make me look bad to the judge. They wrote these affidavits up, which, by the way, she didn't read. She she admitted in court that they were too long, 120 pages. And uh, we did one guy, we deposed him, and then had, he went through his affidavit and said, I didn't even see half of this. I don't know what this is. And, and he said he never saw the affidavit, yet he signed it. And then we have his deposition which is completely different than his affidavit. Both of them, he's screwed mm. because he, 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 you know, he says all these things that I did. But when it got down to it, he, he never like, saw me take know. any money. Yeah. He never saw me do anything. Period. So you know, these people, um, 
they did a lot of things that they shouldn't have. You, you've got uh, a, a lot of uh, people that still need to be held responsible for the things that they did. There's people that have been hired. There's there's collusion. There's corruption. There is, uh, you know, I think uh, you know, a judge who has a lot to be concerned about when it comes to this particular case because she didn't read the affidavits, yet she granted this TRO. Mm-hmm. She she got I think caught up in the fact that this attorney was talking about how excited she was to see Sonia, Sonia Stoudemire, who is a Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. and they sat and talked about that for probably forty minutes of that's the whole that, time that they were in court. And, that's weird. And, 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 that's and, typical. And an hour and a half later, she granted a TRO. That's typical of Minneapolis, right there, starstruck. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's just it, it, it's sad because I believe. It, in reality, she's a good judge. Uh, I know a really good person who helped get her elected. But you have to pay attention to people's lives. They can't, you can't afford to have them get taken. Mm-hmm. So you're still in the middle of, of what, appealing that decision? Or, or what? where are you We're, with the court? We, uh, we have a, a countersuit. Uh, so they had to come back because they wanted to withdraw everything. And uh, you can't. I can't do a counter suit unless I've got something to counter. Mm-hmm. So it's it's four or five months past the deadline for uh, what you know they they call uh, uh, the interrogatories, the uh, evidence of of what I did wrong, because nothing, not one thing, has ever been turned in. Uh, even in when the judge granted this TRO about me doing anything wrong. What is the countersuit? The, the, the countersuit is going to simply just uh, be going uh, after these guys and, and saying, you know what, you destroyed my life, you took everything away, you falsely accused me of doing things that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't do that. You can't you, destroy you, people's lives, have their businesses taken, which happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this, this receiver who was appointed by this uh, corrupt, uh, attorney, uh, he granted uh, the sale of seven four days after he got into it, yet he'd never been into seven. The first time he was in seven was when he was on the rooftop this past spring when they redid it. First time. Hmm. Never been in it before. So, you know, the thing about him that really bothers me is I, I sit and I listen to him talk about what he's going to do, yet he didn't do any of it. Right. They didn't follow through. They hired a guy that they wasn't wasn't supposed to be involved, mm-hmm. who used to work for me, and then they fired him. But yet he got on a stand on the twenty eighth and talked about what a wonderful young man he was and what a great job he did. And uh, he he wrote up this fourteen uh, week, uh, you know, uh, how much revenue we could generate, and that's what they came Projection up with. The, yeah, or, okay. the the total of the sale for. It's just it's it's so it's just so mind blowing that uh, he he would uh, come up and do this, and then he took some money from uh, the two gentlemen uh, in advance, and and then came to us at the last minute and said, well, if these guy if the plaintiffs paid three hundred thousand and the defendants paid three hundred thousand, uh, we could get it back, and then we had to come up with some additional money. Well, I had it all, but you took it away from me, mm-hmm. so. And I've got people that are ready to testify and and do everything that we need to to show that uh, they really screwed up. 
Is so, it? Could you do like a, a slander suit? I mean, because this is personal. They're saying personal things actually, about you. That's yeah. what it's all about. Okay. So is is does the minority shareholders have any money to take? Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I think they do, and and I, I don't think they realize because I know a couple. Of them, what, they what seem they, like they don't have they a did. Pain, to, pain to piss on, but. Oh yeah, they do. You you got the one that uh, you know the one gentleman was in business with. He's got a lot of ATM machines out there, and he's got plenty of cash. And uh, well, he could just get them out of those and, ATM and his machines. partners. Uh, yeah, that. And <laughs> I've got some other people that uh, I grew up with who really, really disappointed me. I mean, actually broke my heart. I'm, I'm with talking what they about. Did. The, I'm talking about your minority shareholders that were. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. No, they're not. They're that's they're, too they're bad. not. So they're even not like poor. I'm friends. I'm the one that didn't get any money. Yeah, yeah, those, I was which, the one that was which, working for free. Which is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, you had to walk loan, away yeah, they, with nothing. They talk about these loans that we took out and saying that my wife and I took them and used them for ourselves. No, we didn't. We took them out, and then we had to sign what's called COJs, Confession and Judgment, which means everything came to us. The business didn't get any of it. Uh, the the receiver, still, he needs to pay some taxes. He didn't, and it's just it's a very very sad situation the way this went down it's it's one of the i've talked to more high uh uh what's the word i'm looking for very very uh successful attorneys because of the business that we did at seven and they've said i mean i've got guys been in there for 25 24 18 whatever everybody i've talked to so they've never seen anything like this in our lives so how, how much money do you think you're out oh millions my NFL contract, millions. We were I, I got the contract to be the NFL house for seven and that would have been millions of dollars. And I have to believe that you mm. had surveillance within seven that could prove or disprove these allegations, right? I mean you you oh, gotta yeah, they, have they, absolutely I'm sorry to interrupt. They stole the safe. They uh, ripped out the cameras from what I understand. They had to refix them and redo them and you know, yeah. Uh, after you left, they they ripped all that shit out. Yeah, right. and, and they mean, got a guy. The minority investors. Oh. The minority investors. All oh, your minority investors took everything. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I mean, prior to to the changeover, the things that they were accusing you of, would oh, yeah. they have like surveillance in the bit? Like, don't they? Well, but they don't have I any. Would. You yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, so I put do it in you? There. Do you still? I mean, do you have anything like physical evidence I, that you, you can you, bring? I I haven't even been in there. I, I have no idea. All I've heard is it got the cameras up and working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, you don't have any. Old, was, you don't have any old footage, though. Yeah. No, that's I, I don't have anything yeah. because you got, I, I'm missing so. records. I got. I'm supposed to do the the tax returns. He's been told now the receiver five six times. You need to turn over all of the bank accounts. You need to turn over the the stuff that does the accounting. You need to give everything to us so that the accountant can do the tax return. He's giving nothing. And so basically, you got pushed out before you even knew what was going on. Yeah, he got, he got a restraining okay, order from the building. It. Okay, got it. Like instantly, like mm-hmm. you can't come in here no more. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense to me because I was thinking like what you should have old footage of, the, you know, like you should be able to prove your case, but you don't have anything because they they pushed you out before you even knew or, they were backstabbing you. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 the, you know, to, to the the this so-called footage, to 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 see it, it would be impossible because there's nothing to see. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, if, yeah. if they're like, he took money. Out you don't, of, I yeah, mean, well, you I suppose, yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, there, no, there was no money taken. So mm-hmm. They don't have that. So if we cut seven out of the picture, 
Yep. Completely. What is the future for David Cook? Well, you got to wait and see. Because I know there's a future. I I always tell everybody, don't underestimate the man ever. Gotta well, wait, gotta wait I've told see. everybody involved in Seven, don't ever underestimate David mm-hmm. Cook. Well, David, thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it, especially during this time. We hope that you'll come back as things progress throughout your case so that we can keep tabs on it with you. Um, I want to hear the new, story, and, the new thing coming Yeah, out. I mean, your, your openness is pretty pretty inspiring. So thank you again for being here. And stick around. We're going to have... We will be back with 911 calls yeah. and yeah. more of our show. And this is Hesley Ray with L.A. Nick, David Cook on Minneapolis 911.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I would like to invite all Minneapolis 911 listeners to also listen to The BS Show. We have new shows every Monday through Friday. We offer a great lineup of guests as well as entertainment, information, and a lot of fun. You can check out The BS Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or at our website at thebsshow.net. Welcome to The Exchange. A swanky cocktail lounge for grown-ups of stunning beauty. The Exchange. Featuring two full-service bars, a dance floor, exclusive VIP seating. With the Twin Cities' sexiest people. The most state-of-the-art sound and light equipment available anywhere in North America. The first Function One Evo sound system. Exchange Nightclub, 10 South 5th Street, Lumber Exchange Building, downtown Minneapolis. The Exchange, your premier nightlife destination. And we're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm L.A. Nick with my co-host, Tessie Ray, and we still have David Cook in the studio, but we're going to go to our featured 911 calls of the week and uh you know we we do this because we love minneapolis but we like everybody to be aware of what's going on in minneapolis so we play the because god forbid of any of the news stations here or newspaper covered crime because they won't that would be you you read you read read the crime report and start it's like 16 year old caught with a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Ray at it again. <laughs> but uh, listen, you can uh, you can also uh, catch our best of 911 call every Wednesday on the Tom Bernard podcast, and that's on TomBernardShow.com. Yes, just Google Tom Bernard uh, podcasts and you'll find his. Yeah. And I'm on it, but we're, we are we are off this Wednesday on Tom Bernard because. He went away for the week because he's because he can. Oh, <laughs> and are you doing anything more with the BS show, Bob Sansevier? Or uh, not anytime soon that we know I'm, of. I'm on with Bob every Wednesday. Okay, well, I I want Bob Sansevier on this show, and then I also want Denny Hecker on this show if, when he gets spring <laughs> from the clinky or the clinker, whatever you call we're it. Getting, we're trying to get. I'm trying to get Diamond <laughs> Reynolds right now on the show. <gasps> yeah, we've got so many. Okay, but anyway, we'll go to our nine one one calls. Oh, here we go. downtown sergeant to acknowledge an assault, 23126 Street South. There's a male patient there who's being combative. 106 copies. Well, this, is, this isn't really it. This is not even new. And this happens every 30 seconds. <laughs> what happened? Like, that was a short one. He, it was like an assault at a... 
a center where he was or yeah, what? Yeah, but that's, okay. HCMC happens every day. It's oh, a, it was at H- I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, male, no, that. Male patient being combative, that's not even news. That's not even, that's not even worthy of a 911 call. I'm next to HCMC Monday through Friday every week. I used to, I volunteered there for a I year. Know. There's a lot going on at HCMC. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of that, mental health issues. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a better call than that one. That one's yeah, not get even rid of regular HCMC calls. Jeez. Four two four able to need a car to back. I have a tenant trouble three six three four Dupont. It looks like the tenants in the lower unit went upstairs and took a hammer to the walls. The upstairs unit. <laughs> oh. Doing a little late-night construction. A little late-night construction. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I actually, when I first moved into my place, the, our neighbor was, at the time, he's gotten way better, was a serious alcoholic and would just drink till he was oblivious, obnoxious. Like blackout drunk. And like, no, till he was very obnoxious and mm-hmm. like throw things against the wall and play his music on 20. And I went and knocked on his door with What that. does that mean, play his music on 20? He would like crank a stereo always as loud as it could go. Oh, is that like your stereo and he was a 20 or, or was that like a common term? It's kind of a common term. <laughs> is it David Cook? Did you know what he meant? Do I know what he What he meant when he said he put his music up to 20? Uh, no, probably is DBs. I don't know. <laughs> See, I think that's a well, you. What's your stereo go to? I don't know. 50 million. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. You don't even have a stereo, do you? Let, you just no. listen to, you listen like an iPod or something. I listen on my yeah. phone. Yeah. I'm See, a that's liar. The, the, yeah. Okay. Do so you have a record player or anything? Yeah, I do. And you, so you have, you have a receiver. Oh. So what's the volume go up to on the receiver? I don't know. I'll, I'll call you when I get 20. home. I'll tell you. Mine goes to 20. Well, you know the So, But anyway, 20. I went and knocked on my neighbor's door with a hammer in my hand. <laughs> and I said, turn the music down or, or I will go to jail forever for killing you. Killing him? And he never. He, I he, thought you, know you would just kill him. He never, he never turned his music no. on again. There it you worked. Go. <laughs> little little uh, advice from Ellie Nick to the kids out no, there. No, 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 no. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was that was it nine years ago. I wouldn't do that today. Okay, let's go to our next call. Knowledge of fight involving fifteen to twenty juveniles at twenty fourth Street East and tenth Avenue South. Fifteen to twenty two males. Happy that is there a squad that can clear to back three eleven able. Fifteen to twenty two. That seems like an odd gauge of like 15 to 22. Because the, the, David's seen these mob fights before. He's witnessed oh, yeah. them. And the, you can't tell how many there are because there's so many of them. <laughs> so uh, this kind of, okay, because these are all males, this brings me back to the beginning of our show where we're talking about is there an escalation with females? Oh, yeah. No, we have a call. What's We have a female call. Uh, the next one we have is a female call. Okay, but then I... No, we don't. Yeah, we do. We have it. It's in there. Robert's going to play Okay, it. well, well, he's playing it. It's a it robbery. After after this... It's a robbery. I'll, I'll play it on my phone. Okay, well... If he well, doesn't have it, I'm proving myself Regardless, right. my question was for David, because when we went to break, he said he had he had the answer as to why women were, like, going out of control. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't understand, but all I know is women don't blame the men for the things that are going wrong in their life. They'll go after each other instead of the guy. 
they should beat the dude up instead of going after each other. So you think it's like like the guy is like cheating with multiple women and the women will just like go at each other instead of this like like cheating dirtbag? I've watched it. It's incredible. (laughs) This, this This is a girl robbery. The sergeant to acknowledge robbery of person 
This show is a Robert W. Morton production. I'm Casey Lewis. Thank you for listening to the Minneapolis 911. Taking a bite and earning the right to decide.